This is the Dreamers Podcast, episode 38. Today is October 5th, 2021. Today, I wanted to talk about setting up financial systems for success. So I thought I'll just share what I do on my end to make my wealth building process a lot easier. Hello, world. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I am Stephanie Annie's, also known as Annie's Wealth. I'm a financial coach and an author. I self-published my first book, Dream of Legacy, a guide to help dreamers reach financial independence and build generational wealth. In this podcast, I'll have conversations with experts and thought leaders who dare to follow their dreams. You'll hear about their journey and their money stories. I hope it inspires you, dreamers out there, to live life on your own terms. Come on, dreamers. Let's change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Dream of Legacy. Check out dreamoflegacy.com for resources to assist you on your journey to financial independence. Before we get into today's episode, please take a couple minutes to go into Apple Podcasts if you're listening from an Apple device to rate and review the podcast. If you appreciate the free resources that are provided in this podcast, then the best way to let me know is to do just that. Reviews help the podcast be more visible and it helps other dreamers discover the podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you. And now let's get back to today's episode. Hello, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Annie's Wealth, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for today's solo episode where we're going to be talking about setting up financial systems that can assist on your wealth building journey. But first, I thought I'll do a quick life update. So I just got back from FinCon, which is a conference for personal finance content creators. And so I spent about four or five days in Austin connecting with other content creators and really just personal finance enthusiasts like me. I believe I mentioned on a previous podcast episode that this year I was a finalist for two Plutus Awards. One was Best Personal Finance Content for Underserved Communities, and the other one was uh, Best Financial Content for Financial Independence Retire Early. So the Plutus Award ceremony happens every year at FinCon, and it was my first time attending. And to be honest, being a finalist this year was not even on my radar. So I went to the award ceremony. We didn't win anything, but I didn't expect to. It was just great being nominated, great to be in the conversation. And it was just a sign for me that I was on the right path. Any nod gives me an opportunity to get this content out to more people and hopefully inspire more people to strive for financial freedom. It was great to go to FinCon and meet a lot of the people that I've been interacting with in the personal finance space for a while. Some that I've interviewed and others that I have collaborated with or people whose work I really enjoyed. It was great to be around like-minded people at different stages of the journey. And I have several takeaways from the event, but I'm not going to bore you with all of those. One takeaway that I'll share with you guys because I've been hearing it a lot lately. And really, it's something that we can apply to all aspects of our life. So something that Jamila Souffrant, the founder of Journey to Launch, which is definitely a great 
podcast or platform to follow when it comes to financial freedom. She talked about doubling down on what you're good at during her big idea speech at FinCon. That's something that also when I interviewed Rachel Rogers, the founder of Hello7 last month, she emphasized on as well. I think a lot of times we spend time, energy, resources on the things that we need to improve on, but we don't necessarily invest in the things that we are already doing well so that we can be better at them. And I think that it's such an important message. I wanted to share that on the podcast. And also that's something that I'm planning to do a lot more of. I'm planning to invest more of my time, more of my energy, more of my resources into doing just that. Speaking of Rachel Rogers, I wrote a very insightful story about her for business insider on how she went from making $41,000 a year to becoming a multimillionaire. Her business this year, I think, hit eight figures for the first time. And so you should definitely check it out. It's called Five Strategies an Entrepreneur Used to Go from Making $41,000 a Year to Being a Multimillionaire in Her 30s. I will link it in the show notes. I also had another piece that includes Rachel Rogers for personal capital. It's Rachel and two other seven-figure earners who basically share how they're helping their kids build wealth for the future. So I will also link that in the show notes. Make sure you check those out. They are very, very insightful pieces. I also started writing for Black Enterprise, I think last month. So if you want to read more articles from me, or if you just want to receive wealth tips or stay in touch, then make sure to join the newsletter and the link is in the show notes. Another exciting thing that I wanted to share today is we have this event coming up. October is actually Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So in case you're wondering, what does that have to do with financial freedom? According to the National Network to End Domestic Violence, more than 90% of the cases of domestic violence also involve financial abuse. It's hard to be free or to be financially free if you are experiencing financial abuse. So on October 16th in Atlanta, and also live streamed on YouTube, there will be an amazing conversation from women who have overcome domestic abuse to go on to build multiple six or seven figure businesses. Three of those women I've had as guests on the podcast. The event is hosted by Elisa Joke from Ellie Talks Money. The other women on the panel are personal finance expert Tanya Rapley, credit expert Arnita Johnson-Hall, and serial entrepreneur Coriel Dubose. And all of these women will get together in Atlanta on October 16th to talk about their experience and how they were able to thrive after leaving abusive situation. So of course, one of the things that they'll touch on is financial abuse and how to avoid being in such a situation. Domestic violence is an issue that touches one in every three women and even more in the Black community. So I believe that it's definitely a much needed conversation and I'm just happy to be involved. Today, I wanted to talk about setting up financial systems for success. So I thought I'll just share what I do on my end to make my wealth building process a lot easier. 
On the personal side, I've shared this before. I use personal capital, which is a great tool to track my net worth and also to look at my expenses and compare them to the previous week or the previous month to see how I'm doing. And so what you can do is link your personal capital app to your bank accounts, your investment accounts, your debt-related accounts as well. And it all goes into one place, which is personal capital. And then so when you log in, whether it's every day, every week, you can see your net worth and how it's tracking from day to day. If you're invested in the stock market and the market is moving, then you'll see that reflected in your net worth. I also use Mint to keep track of my budget and my day-to-day spending. That is also a free resource. Another app that's similar to Mint is You Need a Budget. I know many people who use it who are very satisfied with it. And uh, I actually have coming up an interview of the founder of You Need a Budget. So check it out as well. What I also do, because I'm a money nerd, to be honest, I do spreadsheets in Google Docs where I have my budget, not only for the month, I also have yearly budget. I have a travel budget for the next year, two years. I have a spreadsheet that I use for retirement projections. I really enjoy this. So you really don't have to go as far as I do, but you should at minimum have a tool to help you keep track of your budget and your net worth. And then what I do once a week is review my spending, making sure I'm on track when it comes to my budget and adjust if needed. And then once a month, my husband and I, we have our budget review. Once a year, we also sit down to look at how we did on the financial side that year and set financial goals for the next year. And, you know, we always start with how much we want to invest and any trips that we want to take over the next year, two years, even three years. So we always start with how much we want to invest, break it down into monthly amounts, take it from the top, automate the process so we don't even see it. We don't even see the money. And then we look at trips that we want to take. Some trips we have in the budget and they're not happening for the next couple of years. But because we know that they are going to be expensive because we're a family of five, they're already part of our travel sinking fund. One thing that I like to do is to have multiple checking accounts as well as multiple savings accounts. So we have a joint checking account as a couple, and then we individually have separate checking accounts. And really, that's a preference. Some people keep everything together. Others don't. We also have multiple savings accounts. I have my personal savings account for anything that I'm working towards that's going to be happening over the next few months. Then we have a joint savings account to serve the same purpose for the couple. And then we have a money market account where we keep our emergency fund. And that's actually not with a traditional bank. As far as investing, I use mostly Vanguard Fidelity. I have an M1 account as well. And as far as investing, we do the traditional 401ks, Roth IRA, health savings account. We have brokerage accounts and we do the 529 for college. I'm not going to go into the actual investments because we're really just talking about financial systems. One thing that I'm very excited about doing by the end of this year is open a solo 401k account for my business. As a business owner, you can set aside 
as of 2021, 58000 per year and invest it towards your retirement. With the solo 401k, you can decide whether you want to go the traditional route or the rough route. And the difference really is with the traditional 401k, you're investing in pre-tax dollars. So you'll pay taxes at retirement or if you withdraw the funds earlier, you'll pay taxes and penalty. But with the rough account, you invest in after-tax dollars. So your investment will grow tax-free until retirement. This year, I probably go traditional, but I'm very interested in the rough option long-term because I still have a few years until retirement and I'm thinking taxes are more likely to go up than the opposite way. Another thing that I've been looking at for a few years, but I'm actually thinking about taking action next year is opening up a self-directed IRA. And it gives you a little bit more options in terms of what you can invest in. As far as business is concerned, really what I do to keep my business healthy is QuickBooks. I use QuickBooks for all of my transactions. I use QuickBooks for invoicing and I make sure to have separate accounts for my business. Very important. Don't mix personal with business. So I have a separate credit card, a separate savings account that I use for tax planning and a separate checking account. I'm curious to hear about what you do, what kind of financial systems you have in place to help you on your wealth building journey. Feel free to tag me on Instagram at the dreamers, that podcast, and let me know. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the dreamers podcast. You can find the episode show notes and all of the links mentioned at dreamoflegacy.com. If you liked today's episode, here's what you can do to support me and help more dreamers discover the podcast. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review the podcast to help the podcast gain more visibility. Share the podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to tag me at the dreamers that podcast on Instagram and let me know what you liked about today's episode. All right, dreamers, that's it for today. I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Okay, Dreamers, time to build this legacy. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax, legal, financial planning, insurance, accounting, investment, or any other kind of professional advice or services. Please consult with an appropriate tax, financial, or legal professional to receive appropriate advice based on your situation. Mm